Teach Them Diligently, episode 23. Welcome to Teach Them Diligently, where our mission is to provide support and guidance to Bible class teachers to engage in ongoing dialogue focused on student learning and to create a community of lifelong learners diligently seeking to teach like the Master, Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Micah Rice, and I'm thankful to be back on with you for another episode of Teach Them Diligently. I'm so glad to be studying with you. I'm thankful that you allow me to sit down, think about Jesus, think about His Word, think about uh, what it means to be a Bible class teacher. I'm excited to study with you. I'm excited uh, that we have this time together. I enjoy it. I look forward to it every week, and I'm thankful that you're listening. I'm excited whenever I look at uh, how many people are listening to our episodes and how many people are listening to the podcast in general. I know that um, if you're like me, you like to listen to podcasts. I I like to listen to podcasts. I like to hear what other people have to say. Um, and I'm thankful that, that you tuned in and I'm thankful that you're seeing what we're doing and you're sharing that with others. Um, I would encourage you, I'd ask you if you could just to reach out and tag somebody. If you're, if you use social media, if you're listening to us there, or if, if you're paying attention to us, following what we're doing on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all those social media accounts that keep us busy and distracted. Uh, if you do that, I encourage you, if you can tag us and tag someone else, someone that's maybe not listening to our episode. If you hear something in an episode and you go, hey, I'm going to tag someone. So you really love to hear what this has to say and what he has to say here. I'd appreciate that. Um, I'm enjoying preparing for the lessons. I'm enjoying preparing for what we're doing. Tonight, I want to talk about um, a a conversation that Jesus has uh, with some of the leaders uh, during that time. And um, as he's as he's walking on earth, as he's dealing with people um, here and there, and as he's talking, you know, he's talking to these Pharisees and having to deal with them, and and dealing with sometimes the lack of faith on his on the part of his disciples. Uh, we come across a story where he takes an opportunity to teach, and I think there's some great things we can learn. I think there's some things we can do as a Bible class teacher that's going to improve uh, what we do. It's going to improve how we teach others, whether that's in a Bible class or if it's um, maybe in an adult auditorium class or maybe it's just studying with someone. I think we can take the lessons Jesus taught, and that's what we're wanting to do this series on is Jesus the Master Teacher. So I'd love for you to turn with me uh, to Mark chapter 10. We're in Mark chapter 10. We're thinking about what Jesus did and how he taught. So in, in Mark chapter 10, it, it mentions how uh, he he goes and he is in this area near Judea, beyond the Jordan, and they gather around him. And at that moment, some Pharisees come up and they test him. And verse 2 says they began to question him whether it was lawful for a man to divorce his wife. He said, well, what did Moses say? Verse 4, they said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. But Jesus said, because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. From the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, man shall leave his father and mother, the two shall become one flesh. They are no longer one, but one, no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. In the house, the disciples began questioning him about this again. 
He said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if he, if she herself divorces her husband, marries another man, she is committing adultery. Now, I want to take this and I want to think about what tactics does Jesus use in this scenario? What, what does Jesus do and how can we make, make ourselves good teachers? So I think that there's some really great things that he does here. And he's the master teacher. We need to learn from that. So let's look at him. So first off, I'd say, you know, Jesus saw that these Pharisees were trying their best to find a loophole. You know, if you listen to the last episode talking about sowing the seed, I mentioned that if you're sowing the seed, uh, you don't really, like the sower in the, in the story, he's not supposed to be concerned about the heart of the soil, so to speak. He's not really supposed to be worried about the motivations of the soil or uh, what the soil is thinking or feeling or what we'd assume is some some prejudice. He's just supposed to sow the seed. And that's true. But I will tell you that Jesus was able to see that these Pharisees were not really wanting to know Please, Lord, tell us more about the law. That's not what they were trying to get. They were trying to get him into a trap. And they were trying to get him to answer a question in a way that would um, discredit him. So two, two things I would say about th- this statement is one is, as Bible class students, I gotta be, I've got to be careful. You have to be careful that I'm not looking for a loophole. That I'm not just looking for a way out. What can I find in the text that says, well, this, what I'm doing or wanting to do is okay, or what I'm wanting to omit is all right by God. It's okay if I don't give all I'm supposed to give. I mean, really, he understands that, right? Or, you know, I know God said this, but I have to be careful that I'm not doing that in my own study, and I'm not doing that in my own preparation. But as a Bible class teacher, let's be prepared. Let's be prepared when a student brings up something and it might seem as though they're trying to find a loophole in the law, in a loophole in what God has instructed us to do. So we have to be careful in that way that we make sure that uh, just as Jesus was aware of the Pharisees and what they were trying to accomplish here, we got to be careful about our students. All right, the other thing that I would say is Jesus used the law to teach. Now, you know, the Old Testament is full of stories. It's full of information. It's full of great characters. It's full of great events faith-building events, events that, that that lead us to realize who God is, to realize who, who he expects us to be, what he expects us to be. Those are great stories. Don't get me wrong. But the law is there too. And the law was written for us. It was written for, for a way so we could also see God. We could also understand how God is holy and God is special and that we have to serve him in a particular way. My wife right now is working on this Bible class material. She's prepping, and we've we've worked on it in the previous quarter, preparing for lessons and activities about the priest and about the tabernacle, about the sacrifices, and it's really interesting. And I was, you know, I think she and maybe some of the other teachers this quarter are feeling a little bit discouraged because it's not, it's not David and Goliath. It's not Jonah and the big fish. It's kind of like, ugh, here we go. We're prepping for the priest. How boring can this be? But on on Sunday nights, Bible drill, we're there at church and we're talking about this with the kids. And I put up the screen about the different priests and this, these two or three kids started firing off stuff about the priest. Oh yeah, it had this, don't forget about this. He had this uh, other robe on it. It had, oh, remember he had the breast 
breast pace and it had the 12 sons. Oh, don't forget about the Urim and the Thumb. And they get so detailed, so excited about this. And it was great for me to see, but I think also for our teachers to see. These kids love this stuff and they're really excited to just know more about God. And so we can do that in our Bible classes. The law is a great tool. It's a great teacher. It's, it's what's going to help us understand more about God. But here Jesus uses the law. He says, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what Moses wrote. Let's talk about what Moses said about divorce. And that Moses said, yes, write her a certificate of divorce. But Jesus also explains further. And he says, well, you really just need to understand that he's doing that because of your hardness of heart. And so we need to really understand what God's purpose was in marriage. It wasn't so that you could just be married to someone until you didn't like her anymore and you divorce her. That's not what he said. Don't do that. He said, I know that's what Moses said as part of his farewell address in Deuteronomy, but let me explain what God really intended and how God intended you to treat your wife and how God intended you to treat your husband. Okay, so so we can use the law to teach. We can't be afraid of the law. We can't be uh, nervous to, to use that as a tool. But then Jesus does something and he takes it and he looks at the whole of Scripture he goes beyond that and he says, Wes, that's what it says in the law. And yeah, I understand what you're saying there, but are you, are you looking for that loophole? But he also says, let me show you the whole of what God says about marriage. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's tell a story. And that's kind of into my next point. But Jesus said, let's look at the whole of whole of scripture here, what God has intended on this top, what God has said, what God's intention is on this topic. So again, go back to the story of my Bible class and what we're preparing for and what we have prepared for, for our Bible studies, uh, for our students and in, in kind of in our Sunday school setting, um, is that, okay, let's talk about holy. What does that mean? Yes. In the law, God says you have to sacrifice these animals to make this priest holy. Yes. God says in the law, you have to wear these things to be holy. But further, what else, what other stories can we find that tell that? What can we do to expand that, that portion of the law? Um, what can we do to look at the whole of Scripture? We can look at, you know, uh, God, uh, the apostles say later, um, you're a holy priesthood. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. They, they described uh, Christians in that way, and that as Christians, we have to be sanctified, we have to be set apart, we have to be different, and, and we can apply that to in our Bible classes and talk about that as we're talking about the priests, as we're talking about things uh, for our class. But Jesus goes beyond even further, and he uses a narrative to teach the principle of the law, okay? So let's think about how he uses a narrative, and this is, this is just good, solid teaching. You present a fact, you present uh, a truth about the scripture, and then let's find how that is demonstrated in the in, in God's storybook. How is that demonstrated in the pages of the Bible? All right. So, for example, he says, "Okay, let's talk about this. Um, let's talk about this concept of uh, divorce." And what God really meant by that. Yes, Moses said that, but let's look at what God intended for marriage between a man and a woman. He says, Let, don't you remember the story at the beginning? Don't go back as far as Adam and Eve. Go back to the garden. What did God say when they were together? He said, what man has joined, what God has joined together, let not my man separate. He says, the man and the woman shall become one flesh. How can you tear apart one flesh? Jesus' point 
is that God intended this marriage to be lasting. God intended this marriage to uh, not look for a way out. Uh, and so he uses that, that narrative, that story of Adam and Eve, this story of the garden, to tell the message God intended to explain the law. We can do that in our Bible classes. So if we're talking about faith, that's great. I like that we talk about faith. Now let's see, how is that demonstrated in Scripture? How can that be seen throughout the course of Bible history? How can that be seen in the lives of the people that we read about on the pages of the Bible? So what can we do in our Bible classes to be good Bible class teachers? We present the law. We present what God said. Uh, you know, you could call it the thou shalt's and thou shalt nots uh, of the Old and New Testament. And then we show how that was demonstrated. How many times have you been in a Bible class? You talk about a principle that Paul uh, presents in one of his epistles now let's see how that was demonstrated in the life of Paul. Let's see how that was demonstrated in the life of Christ. Let's see how an Old Testament character showed the principle of trustworthiness. How did how did the uh, a, an Old Testament character or even Jesus uh, show the principle of sexual purity? So we can do those things in our Bible class just as Jesus did here in this story. But I want to fi- I want to finish with one other thing that I think Jesus did in this scenario that I think is really powerful, a really good tool that he used that we need to be using in our Bible class. I was having a conversation today, so I'm in in my <clears throat> nine to five, uh, in my seven a.m. to five p.m. job sometimes, um, and I'm having a conversation with someone, and and this person has moved from you know, kind of the elementary grade levels to uh, kind of um, secondary education. And she was a little bit shocked that, you know, in the high school setting, there's not more small group instruction. If you're not familiar with that means, it's kind of like, okay, I present the whole idea and then I bring in small groups of students, maybe four or five back to my back table. We talk about that, what those things mean. And I check for understanding with this four or five students. If they need intervention, I intervene. They're grouped. Uh, I may pull back uh, a really group, uh, a group that really has it. They got it going on. Well, I'm gonna push it a step further. So you're differentiating, but you're also checking for understanding and you're intervening when possible. Okay, you're shocked that that's not happening in high school. Well, that that's its own issue. But it brings me back to this point. It's like Jesus presented whole group here. Jesus talked to the Pharisees, anybody that was around him, and his disciples. Let's have this discussion. Let me show you where I'm. the point I'm trying to make. Let me tell you about what the law says. Let me tell you about what Moses said. And now let me also tell you about the one flesh thing and what God intended about marriage. Then he brings his little people back to the table, and he says, okay, let's talk about this, because that's really what he does. At, at the end of this section there, verse 10, it says, in the house, the disciples have been questioning him, and he says, He just gives it to him straight. Whoever divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery. Quit talking about this. I'm going to tell you how it is. I've already presented this, I thought, but let me just explain it one more time for you who did not get it. Do not divorce. Uh, And so I think it's powerful that he uses a strategy that we use today. We're pulling back for small group. We're going to differentiate this instruction. We're going to make sure that this, this group of kids gets it. Okay? How do we do that in our Bible class? Well, I think it's important that we build time for that, that we build time for the reteach, that we build time to make sure, you know, even I'm so guilty of this, but we're preparing for our Bible classes. We're prepping for the quarter and it's like, hey, look, we got this, we got a pace we've got to get through. We have to go through this. We got to go, 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 go. Right now we're preparing for Joshua and then we got to get to the judges and we got to make sure we get to the end of the quarter where they say we want a king. 
And yet we don't have time to say, wait a minute, this kid right here didn't get the point about, you know, Achan stole that thing out of Jericho. And um, you know what? There was sin in the camp. And they had to deal with that before they could move on. They had to deal with that. Otherwise, they were going to lose every battle they fought. That kid didn't get that. I got to make sure I reteach that with him. How do? How can I do that? Whether that's pull him out, maybe give him some extra stuff, maybe talk to his parents and try to figure that, figure out a way for him to make sure that he understands that concept because that's big. That is huge. We got to make sure he understands it. Okay. So as we're Bible class teachers, we can use some of the same things as Jesus did, some of the same teaching strategies, some of the same approaches Jesus used. We can do some of these same things, and we can have success just like he did. So as you're going out this week, as you're working in your Bible class, as you're preparing for your lessons, as you're working, I want you to get out there and teach them diligently. Thanks for listening.